You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase your communication skills, and journey with me in the relentless pursuit of what we want most in life. In this episode number 117, I have Talia Bombola here on the podcast. She is a registered associate marriage and family therapist and a fellow podcaster hosting it's complicated, the Couples Guide podcast, and between two therapists, where two therapists talk about human to human, what <laughs> they just, they talk about, you know, their lives and what they learn. Um, but she's also an expert in confidence and gaining clients. So Talia, I am so excited to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, I remember from the first time we met at a at an event um, yes. in Orange County. I went. I gave a little testimony. Um, but I always like starting out the podcast with showing the listeners why I really wanted to have you on because each guest I personally choose to have on. Um, ever since I learned from way, way earlier back in the day of early podcasting, I personally choose to have them on. Um, yeah. And I knew I wanted to have you on. And you first like shook my hand. You walked up to me and you shook my hand. And I just remember being like, oh, this is someone who makes a good first impression and yeah. knows it. But then, so that was when, and then and I was like, okay, yeah, I definitely want to talk to you more. And then we started talking about confidence and all, all this stuff. I was like, this is interesting. Um, but then we met again um, to discuss a bunch, of, a bunch of different stuff. And I was shocked by how you were the same. You were just, you were just I was just like, oh. She just it's is genuine. this way. <laughs> and and that is so refreshing for someone. Like, I value honesty so much in Thanks. any kind of relationship I have, especially in the business world. Um, and so I was just – it was super refreshing. So you should know that, that you're doing oh. you're doing a good job. Thank um, you. <laughs> and, yeah, you kept that consistent, which is, which is really awesome. Um, <laughs> but I also – so I want to move back, though, because you're doing a lot of great things today. Um, yeah. And, well, today and around today. Uh but I kind of want to go back because many of our listeners are on the younger side. Um, we got a few, we got a few of you who are up there. Um, but most of our listeners are on the younger side, and they're kind of figuring out what they want to do with in life. And maybe they're looking at you and going, "Wow, that seems yeah. really cool. I kind of want to be like that." But they're, I'm all the way back here. So mm-hmm. I want you to take us back. And what I like starting off is your first job that you had, or really like the first like thing, the first thing that you did, mm-hmm. where you started, and how and how that moved you towards where you are today. Like my first job ever? Yeah. Uh, yeah what was your first job ever? I wanna, okay. We want to learn. We want to see that. My first job ever, I worked at Staples in Orange County, California. And I started when I was 17, I want to say. So I was young. I, was, um, I just started college. I started college, like, I don't know, 16 or 17. I was like, okay, this is kind of easy. So I'm going to get a job. And it was a small copy and print shop, not like Mm -hmm. one of the big ones. So we mainly did like production and everything else. And I was going to school. And then I started working at Lucille's and Victoria's Secret also all at the same time. So I was going to school like 18 units. And I worked like a ridiculous amount of hours per week also. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah. at the time when you're there, when you're like what are, what are, where you're um talking to customers, yeah. you know, fi- uh, copying, you know, I I've, I've never worked at I bear, I've I've been inside of a Staples I think three times. Um <laughs> but when you're when you're in that moment kind of did you have an idea of what you wanted to be? Could you kind of have a vision of where you wanted to be now or you're still kind of figuring that out? Oh yeah, no. I knew I wanted this since I was probably like 16 or seven, I would say 17. And that was not like my goal was to become a career staples copy and print <laughs> by any means. That was not like, wow, I'm living 
Um, it was a great job though. I miss that job. We had a really great staff, but yeah, when I was working there, it definitely was a good learning experience and it got me, it was a stepping stone along the way to get to me to where I am today. Oh yeah, of course. Um, how did you, so you knew, you you said you, you knew you, you didn't want to do that. But like, when did you find out that you wanted to be a therapist? Was it at 16 or was it a little bit later? Earlier than that. Oh, earlier than that. Oh, yeah. What kind of, what kind of drew you? That's, that's not, that's a very unusual <laughs> thing for a kid to want to be a therapist. <laughs> It is, it I is. want your parents are therapists. Yeah. Oh, are your parents therapists? No, no. Oh, They're okay. Not. Okay. I've okay. Heard some other people like I knew when I was five and I'm like, well, you didn't really have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. What, what kind of drew to that? Like, what was, how did you know that that's what you wanted? Uh, it kind of found me. And I also had a really awesome therapist starting in middle school. So she okay. was an inspiration, but also I was always the friend that people went to talk to. And they're like, you're such a good listener. You're mm. so understanding. And then that, so that, feeling in combination with seeing how effective therapy was in my own life and that a life truly can transform because of it was like a no-brainer when I was majoring in college and going to grad school and everything else. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the interesting thing, so whenever, um, because I've I've talked, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people, I've done, you know, my fair share of interviews, but the interesting thing about that is I think you exemplify that more than others because of the work you do. But even if they're just starting like a marketing business Mm -hmm. is that they always talk about seeing the effect that their work could have and then yeah. wanting to pursue that and that and I that, I feel like that's like a lot most of the time it's talked about like success in the big idea but many people get into that field because they see the good that I can do and mm-hmm. I think that's always a good sign if you're young like yeah. I know if you're listening to this and you're and you're like well I just love like the way like this moves people like I have friends who want to become politicians because they love right. the idea of the good they can do as a politician yeah. and I'm just like what that sounds awful that sounds like a terrible <laughs> idea no thank you no <laughs> So I love I love to hear that because that's such a it's such a good reminder um, mm-hmm. for everyone to say, hey, what do I think? Ask yourself the question. If you don't know what you want to do, say, what do I love seeing being being done good, you know, performing good in the world, whatever mm-hmm. kind of industry or market it is. Yeah. That's very interesting. So you moved through there. You went through college. You took a <laughs> that is a lot of credit, a lot of work hours. I commend you for that. Yes. Um, and now you recently you were recently licensed, right? I finished my 3000 hours right. and it's a whole long process with the, the BBS, the Board of Behavioral Sciences. Mm-hmm. So that's going to take a while. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm done with the hours. So that's <laughs> in and of itself <laughs> well, congratulations for that three thousand hours is a lot of hours um but i i, I kind of i also want to go back a little bit to those first you know those of those three thousand hours is that i can see a lot of things we can learn from therapists um yeah. and that's why I'm, I'm going to have i have a, like a couple therapists already like in the in the in the line you know to come on as well i'm trying to space them out um because i think there's so much to learn especially when it comes to the idea of coaching and helping somebody and understanding someone examining their problem and then finding a solution for them mm-hmm. all in a very calm conversation well sometimes not calm but you know in a very calm you know in a, in a very non-aggressive yeah. way um and during in the in the beginning of those three thousand hours, what's something that where you went? Oh, probably shouldn't have done that. I'm never going to do that again. I, not, not to sound arrogant, but I didn't. <laughs> have, I didn't have a moment like that because I had such good supervisors. So you're to, to for anyone listening, your your supervisor is not in the room with you. Like it's mm-hmm. you and your client. It's not right. like you're sitting there watching you with a clipboard. <laughs> um, but I didn't have 
those oh crap moments because I was able to if I had a question about something I'd ask ahead of time okay if something happened in session that went with the flow but it didn't sit well with the client I'm good enough I'm actually great at building rapport with them that they could bring it up and be like that didn't really sit well with me and then we have a chance to talk about it and be like oh that's actually not what I meant by that thank you for the feedback and we move forward but I didn't because I had many other jobs and other research and clinical experience mm-hmm. prior right. to that. My concern was not like, Oh my gosh, this is the first time I'm ever sitting with somebody. I didn't have that. I, I'm unique in that sense. I didn't have that be my first time ever. So in other words, you're saying get experience in any, in other things. Until- go to your own therapy. If anybody listening wants to be a therapist, I feel like that should be mandated. I don't mm-hmm. think you can sit in the chair unless you've been on the couch. Yep. And I love that saying. Yeah, thank you. You can't sit in the chair if you've been on the couch, um, which is so perfect because, Mm -hmm. you know, you're human and you exhibit, you take on so, so much stress because you're taking off, you see 20, you know, 20 patients a week. Mm -hmm. You have your own stress also with 20 other people's stress compounded on you. Um, So, yeah, so I've definitely, it's watching yourself is so important. Um, that's really interesting. And that's the other thing is have a good supervisor, have someone good to learn from who can watch out for you. I know my early bosses were some of the best mentors I ever had because I knew nothing. And I was just like, I have a good idea about this thing, but you're actually going to teach me and watch me and go, never do that again. (laughs) Or keep on doing that. Um, and that's like, um, so that's a mistake. So, but I want to pivot over to the, all the good stuff, okay? We've covered we covered the past. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to something good, is that um, many people exhibit you know a lot of the same issues, and I assume you find yourself repeating yourself, you know, saying the same phrases um, sometimes, you know, or it's just general ideas. Because I let's say um, to clarify, I talk to a lot of people who have insecurity, mm-hmm. and and a lot of the insecurity is like, okay, well, here are some you know general things that help generally with insecurity. Um, when it comes to you, when you find, obviously not breaking any kind of confidential um, areas, what's something that you think our listeners, which generally, you know, the general population kind of deals with, something that you found really affected when it comes to, you know, sitting in the chair? To kind yeah, of- I, yeah, I understand. I think there's some phrases that I, they're my trade secrets that I keep, but there's some mm-hmm. phrases I have just like for me being a therapist that I will say the same thing with clients. And yeah, certain themes come up because of the niche and specialty that I have because I work with teenagers and women on confidence and assertiveness. And then I also work with couples. So yes, the same themes come up, but I would say generally the best suggestion that I give people is before you choose to react to something, to check the facts of the situation and see if your emotion fits the facts of the situation. It can cut out a lot of unnecessary personal suffering and your relationship suffering as well and always be able to communicate to the person even if you don't have the right words you like can I have a minute because I don't know what to say right now so it helps a lot yeah so I heard two things in there kind of grounding yourself because grounding I mean that's a very specific term with anxiety um it can mean you know various different things depending on the person Mm -hmm. um but what I heard is that the facts matter you know it's that's that's reality Mm-hmm. Our emotions run rampant, and I know I've gone I've gone through this myself, and so I'm kind of repeating like what I you know I do many times is that okay, what's real? My emotions are out of bounds, and so okay, they're taking they're exaggerating what's reality. Okay, now let's examine what's actually real and let's ground ourselves in that, right. and then slowly align our emotions through a various variety of means. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I love that. You know, it's it's such a great it's such a great technique, especially for people who are exhibiting a lot of stress, uh, and everything just seems to cycle out of control, and things are going wrong, and we're gonna get actually you you have quite a few Instagram posts about that, which we're gonna get to. Yeah. Oh, don't you don't think you don't think that I brought you on a pod because I'm not gonna mention your Instagram. <laughs> Thank um, you. Oh yeah, of course I would be I would be a terrible podcast host if I did not do that. I would be, <laughs> I would be so remiss. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so grounding yourself. I mean, because I know um, a lot of people that I coach are in college. They're trying to start their own business, um, and everything just seems overwhelming and impossible many times, yeah. especially late at night when it's 3 a.m. and you're trying to solve a project uh, mm-hmm. or a problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Th- th- but And so I want. I also want to pivot a little bit to confidence mm-hmm. with, a, with something that I selfishly also kind of wonder um, what you're going to say to this, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's helpful for a lot of people, and so... Uh, many people, and when they talk about confidence, they often I see them talking about introverts, you know, being more confident. If you're shy, yeah. then you can be more confident. You know, if you're if you're quiet, you know, speak up. Those kinds of sayings, and I see that a lot. But first, before we get into that, because that, I mean, I think we that's touched on a lot, is I kind of want to go more towards confidence for extroverts, people who are out there who aren't shy, people mm-hmm. who are not afraid to say something. Right. But may but still have confidence issues. What are kind of for someone who doesn't who does identify as more extroverted? What do you have to say to them to kind of help build their confidence? Maybe more their interior confidence. So people who don't have a problem being social, but they'd like to feel more comfortable with themselves. In exactly, yeah. exactly. Align with themselves. Be proud of who they are instead of putting on a face for yeah. everyone else. I mean, part of it, even the people I tell that have self-awareness, it is fake it till you make it. And there's Mm -hmm. times where it's not a matter of confidence. It's just a matter of like they're extroverted out and they're kind of like, I don't really want to have the energy to do (laughs) that. That's a fake it till you make it. But Mm -hmm. people who are extroverted, it sounds cliche, but go to your own therapy, figure out what you're insecure about that's holding you back from being confident and then have a lot of self-compassion towards your inner parts like your inner child your inner critic your inner cheerleader all the parts that make you a human being walking around and as extroverted and confident as you are making sure that you know that you're enough that you're worth it and that you don't rely on external validation or like approval from others because you you at the end of the day like this is my favorite phrase is be you because everybody else is taken Mm -hmm. and just taking that part and every interaction you go into realizing I got this. I'm me. I'm it's more so coming off as self-assured and have self-awareness versus coming off as like cocky or arrogant. And that's a fine line to walk. Um, as someone who has uh, is. been told uh, I have in social situations, I've come off as cocky and arrogant. I'm like, OK, well, let's try to fix that thing. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want I, I, you said something very interesting to me. And I'm I'm curious also as someone in the mental health field about this. Um, you said you mentioned, you know, your inner child, your inner cheerleader. Is that an actual, are those like defined parts, like not necessarily parts of people, but are those, are, is there like a, a number of those kinds of um, actions? So there's a defined child, you said cheerleader, you said a couple other ones. Are those some different parts? Like it's kind of explain it. I'm really curious about yeah. that and looking at yourself and interiorly in that way. Yeah. So there's different theories within psychology and you can, I mean, any, any clinician or researcher can adapt from there. So it's kind of an adaptation of other theories I've learned about, but Mm -hmm. 
in a psychodynamic theory, which I don't need to get into. If you want to research it, you can. <laughs> you have different, you've called what's different self states. So there's different okay. parts of yourself that make you up. It's not just one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and integration is the goal for you to feel self-confident and self-aware. But my, my, from my research and my reading and when I've, the work that I do, those are pretty common terms like the inner child, the inner cheerleader, inner critic is something I'm sure other people have developed, but I really have developed in my own practice Mm -hmm. but those are parts of you and that comes from your parents your early friends who your teachers were growing up did you hear a lot of praise or were people like no that's still not good enough those voices shape you into the adult that you are and everybody has an inner child inside that's why we see people in relationships being all goofy and pet names that's kind of like your teenage self or Mm -hmm. you get around your siblings right and you're goofing off and you're like oh but you're like 30 or 40 and (laughs) acting like you're a teenager right so we can we can access our inner child and have play but sometimes our inner child is the one that's like wounded and keeps us from feeling confident because we feel 14 when we go into an interaction versus 34 or how old we really are that's, yeah, that's interesting. Are there some different ways to cultivate certain parts of that? Like, because I'm thinking I'm a very, um, like, analytical, I'm a, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a half analytical person. But for me, I'm like, oh, I'm identifying this part of me. I'm seeing this part, like, when I try to, like, be my inner child, like, I have some resistance. I'm like, okay, what about that? Obviously, it's something you should work out in therapy. But I'm yeah. saying, but on your own, maybe if something, it's a very minor problem. Are mm-hmm. there different ways to kind of build that strength up on your own? Oh, it's a different way, different ways, small yeah. ways. I mean, again, to sound cliche there, number one thing, because <laughs> you course, want of course. a professional, like, guiding you, not like, uh, just, oh, I read this thing on Reddit, and that's going to do <laughs> of, it. Don't, yeah. don't search the internet, number one. Um, go to therapy, don't search the internet. And there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of books out there that are self-help books, but written by therapists. So there's like okay. a self-passion workbook, a perfectionist workbook, whichever part of you is struggling. So if you're too much of a perfectionist or you're not too hard on yourself, mm-hmm. there's there's self-help books out there that can kind of guide you. And not everybody, I mean, I think everybody should go to a therapist, but yeah. not everybody needs to go to a therapist in order to fix or adjust what they want to work on. A lot of the times it can be done with just more self-awareness and actually reading about what's going on for you. Yeah, exactly. That's about not ignoring the problem, I think, yeah. right? Is that, you know, I we all see it in our lives. We say, oh, there's this thing. It could be like, even if it's like something physical, like, oh, my, like my foot hurts. Oh, well, I'll be fine. Be I fine. mean, instead, like, instead, you know, the action, obviously the action should be go see the doctor. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, it's like, oh, why don't you like, well, the foot, I'm, maybe that's not the best example for something about mental health, but it is mental health related. Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, you don't ignore like, it. Hey, Exactly. Don't ignore. I'm like, okay, well, think, I'll think about this. Like, why, like, when does this come out and build? I, I love doing it, especially because I, I mean, I still see a therapist. <clears throat> yeah. And, and I, I'm obviously, I'm a huge advocate for it. Uh, but uh, I think that's been apparent through all of my podcast episodes of talking about therapy. Um, but I know one thing that I do is I say, like, oh, I'm going to write this down. And I've been okay at keeping a journal of going, oh, this is an interesting thing. I'll write it down. That way I have it remembered. That way I can actually have a good, com- a better conversation with my therapist. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm a huge fan of that as well and identifying all different things. And some of them are interesting. Um, some, you know, some of them are like, oh, that 
that's weird. Where did you come from? Um, yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, this is something I want to talk about. Yeah, uh, well, and some, I thought I got over that. I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And some of them, and some of them are just pains that are just you just kind of numbed yourself to. You don't even notice that they're there anymore. Kind of right. like you know, back pain. Like, oh yeah, I forgot. I have right. this until um, you get relief, and you're like, oh, what have I been doing with oh, my life? I, why was I? Oh yeah. Before? The first time I ever went to see a chiropractor was the most magical experience of my life. Oh. <laughs> also, on the same note, go see a chiropractor because you know if you have back problems. It feels yeah, take great. Take care of your body and your mind. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, but also, I do want to get to because I know that a lot of people, um, as far as I've seen, I haven't seen any hard studies about this, but just personally, I've seen a lot of listeners of podcasts tend to be a little bit more introverted, just personally, by personal experience. I don't know what yeah. you've seen yourself. Um, but I am curious, though, about um, confidence, you know, tips that you have for someone who is maybe describing himself as shy, who doesn't go out much, who doesn't have a wide pool of friends, who doesn't go to parties, like that kind of person who just is like, oh, I'm describing myself as someone who's just kind of content to like sit at home, <laughs> maybe like cook some dinner with a glass of wine or, you know, yeah. if, of course, if you, um, that kind of, you know, that kind of person, what advice do you have for them to kind of get started building maybe that more exterior confidence? I would say find your tribe, like find the people that you like and don't, the world is not designed or kind for extroverts it really isn't we start our days super early it's super loud it's this that coffee shops are loud you gotta go 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 like the world is not designed for introverts so realizing that you're okay that the way that you are if you're introverted or as I like to call it if you're half and half like if you can be extroverted around people you yeah. like ambiverted um so you're like both of them mm-hmm. just be comfortable with who you're around. You don't have to have a huge friend group. You don't have to have FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. You can have JOMO, which is the joy of missing out. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna get that blazoned on my wall. <laughs> JOMO. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot of the times introverts are okay. They feel, they feel comfortable with how they are. It's other people who shame them for being an introvert or they're very much so struggling because they'd like to have the social interactions. They'd like to be extroverted. They just don't know how to do it. And so that question that you asked for people who are listening, they're like, Oh wait, that's me. I do want to do that mm-hmm. is practice with friends that you trust and you like, even yeah, yeah. if it's you going out to do things solo, you know, not every introvert wants to be alone, but if that's the type of introvert you are, go to that movie that you want to go mm-hmm. see. Don't wait to build up the nerves to ask your friend. You know, you can take yourself on a date and you can go out with the friends that you yeah. do like. Don't feel pressure to have a huge friend group. To be honest, having three best friends, I would take that over having like 10 to 15 acquaintances. Oh, me too. Definitely. <laughs> I'm a, I rather, what I say is, um, and it's like a term in marketing too, which is, uh, which is convenient because yeah. that's what we're getting into now. Yeah. Um, but it's a term in marketing is you go deep into your niche rather than wide with a bunch of yeah. uh, different people. Is exactly. that, I'd ra- yeah. Have a deep, I rather, I mean, I'd rather have a deep relationship with one person than yes. a shallow relationship with 10. Um, yeah. And that's yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. yeah, that's great. It's and I think that's really the real thing I also have learned. I'm 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 kind of ambiverted. I I like being by myself most of the time. But yeah, so one thing I've learned is that all, all I think all of my friends are extroverted. Yeah, now that I think about it, yeah, all my friends they are extroverted. You in. Yeah. I, there's a meme I sent my friend yes. and I said extra <laughs> introverts finding friends and no extroverts adopting an introvert and then taking them out to find yeah, friends. It's like, come on, come with me. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, I think I have most of my friends because of one friend uh who adopted yeah. me. Uh yeah, but it's about, you know, being comfortable with myself, They're like, Oh, come do this and do this. I'm like, I don't I don't want to. And I and did a couple and I and I have, you know, even doing something as simple as like going to um 
not scary farm Mm -hmm. i was just like i don't enjoy it like it's just not fun for me and and i'm just like everyone else like i'm just like i don't get the attraction of it like all of like even just music parks in general we'll get on uh that's a a very decisive that's a that is i'm gonna get hate for that but uh (laughs) but even just like in general i was like oh i don't enjoy that and i've learned that oh no it's okay to push back and set that boundary and then also forms a better relationship too because then all of a sudden they understand you better you're able to appreciate each other more um and i just i think it it was a little bit painful at first for me to go, yes. I don't want to. And they go, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? I'm like, yes. Then the date went by. They did their thing. I stayed home. I felt great. And you're still friends. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a surprise. We've been friends for years. And, oh, they didn't dump me because of one little thing. Yeah. So uh, people pleaser would be my other advice. Out of self-love. Exactly. Not being, well, like, rude to others. But, like, if you don't want to do something and it's probably going to – cause a bigger rift in your relationship if yeah. you go to the thing exactly don't do the thing set a loving boundary with them mm-hmm. hey, thank you so much i love the opportunity to say no mm-hmm. that's a lot of what people are like oh well you're so introverted and they just stop getting asked that's actually more hurtful from what i've heard yep always ask if you're the extrovert or you're the one planning mm-hmm. give them the opportunity to say no that is so that's so nice i feel so i feel so i feel so i feel so good I, uh it's like yeah. someone just gave me a little hug um uh, because no that is true and i'm lucky enough to have good enough friends that like i'm like hey was i invited to your birthday party <laughs> and they're like oh like and i was like oh no we're just having a girl thing oh out God. and i'm just like oh okay no worries mm-hmm. um but or sometimes like oh wait you did get invited where's the invite so like i'm yeah. glad to have that you know deep relationship with someone where i'm like right. hey Am I, am I, can I come to this? Can I go yeah. out with you guys? And, and sometimes, like, oh my gosh, yeah, I didn't even think yeah. you'd want to go. Exactly. So most of the time, extrovert, uh, oh, it's a great idea generally to ask and mm-hmm. give whoever introvert or extrovert aside, maybe they're just have a busy schedule, right? It has nothing right. to do with being outgoing. I personally always like the opportunity, opportunity to answer either way. I don't want mm-hmm. somebody to assume yep. what I want to do for me. I have agency. I'd like to choose that for myself. <laughs> you know what they say about assuming, um, <laughs> but, but I love, so yeah so that is that's a wonderful that's a happy that's a, that is a very wholesome little segment yeah. um i really like that i think that's probably the most wholesome i've actually been on this podcast <laughs> um but speaking of niching and yes. you know surrounding yourself with close people you when i talked to you one thing that impressed me was you talking about oh yeah i got my clients i networked i got my clients and now i'm good and i was just like oh wow that's awesome because most people talk like a lot of not necessarily only therapists but a lot of people in who are solo solopreneurs in that way of, of a service of like, you know, whatever service they're offering. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times they just complain about, Oh, I don't have enough clients. I don't have enough people, you know? And I'm just like, well, don't get some. And so I, I want to talk to you because there's a growing trend that I love and I somewhat hate of young people wanting to be coaches. Now the part that I love, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I see that look on your face. Let me explain. Okay. <laughs> I will, I will hold the eye roll. <laughs> I hold the eye roll for just a sec. The part that I love is that they want so desperately to teach people something they know. That's the part that I love. It yes. comes from a very good place and most of the time. Most the, the thing time. that I hate, though, is that they think they can do it right away. And now even me that I just started doing coaching like this year and it's only around communication mainly. Sometimes yeah. it differs, but only if I'm able to actually help them. And right. so, I'm, and I've told people, I'm like, sorry, I can't help you with that. I don't have the experience. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of wanted to explore this a little bit with you sure. um, around coaching, maybe some different ways that someone who doesn't have a whole lot of experience can start this journey. If someone wants to teach someone something or teach people something, 
what are some of the first steps that you would advise or maybe the, and some of the pitfalls to avoid? Uh, pitfalls to avoid would be having the attitude of, oh, I got through this interesting thing in my life and I never had any therapy or help or anything with it. So I think I could coach others on it. This is not an appropriate, yep. in my opinion, it's not an appropriate mindset to have mm -hmm. coaching because coaching, like you mentioned earlier, there's a tightrope sometimes with different things. Coaching and therapy, people cross the line too much. And I there's not there's yep. not a school for coaching. Yes, there's online certifications and there's training. Yeah, those, those will count. <laughs> is not to take the place of having to go through three to five years of graduate school, board exam, oh, yeah. supervision, like if you want to do something coaching wise and it is a specialty, honestly, my suggestion would be go to school for it. Like if you're that interested mm -hmm. in helping people go to graduate school, become a real therapist or, or when you are feeling like you can run a workshop on a certain thing, or you have a certain training, or you maybe you, maybe there's an opportunity to have like an associate's degree, let's say in like child development and you want to teach parenting classes. Like you don't have to go to graduate school to be a good coach, but please have some training in it and yep. try not to, which I've seen before with other people, try not to like do it because you're trying to, again, heal yourself. Like don't become a coach for yep. not, yep. not that this is you, but it, it, you said, for no, me. no, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm yeah. not taking anything let's, personally. Let's, I, say, like, I, let's <laughs> say a person is terrible at communicating, but they're like, Oh, I struggle with this. So in their brain, there's this weird thing of like, Oh, you should teach it to other people. Like it's a self-soothing yeah. mechanism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So have some experience, have some training, have some mm -hmm. guidance and mentors, especially. And again, there are coaching has taken a, a good turn, I would say in the last few years, but yeah. nothing replaces having the background of therapy. And why I say that is because as a coach, there's going to be times where a client will unpack some heavy stuff on you. That is not your expertise. You need oh, yeah. to refer out to a therapist. That's, oh, yeah. that's the, that would be the pitfall is thinking that you can deal with somebody's deep seated childhood trauma, which is why they have communication issues, which is like, that's not the case. <laughs> There's no training for that. And the licensing and agency boards are completely different. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I completely agree. I mean, cause I think yeah. a lot of people, when I say, that's why I'm always careful about saying I do coaching. Cause I, that's not the thing that I really do. I do it rarely in certain cases. Of course. Um, and I know, I mean, I just had, I had a conversation. I used to give a talk last semester and there was this, I think he was 20. No, he's 19. He was yeah. 19 and he wanted to start doing coaching around marketing. He wanted to start his own marketing firm. I'm like, dude, you're 19 years old. Yeah. Like get like, like learn. And he was like, yeah, you know, taking marketing class and stuff like that. But I'm like, you know, do it for yourself, learn for yourself. But I, I see that a lot though, about the whole, I want to use this for my own therapy. And I think that's a very dangerous thing. If you go to, I mean, you sure you went, you've, you, I mean, you've, you've gone through all the psych classes, you know, a lot of people in there are trying to help themselves. They make it a group therapy class. That was the yeah. bane of my existence in, in graduate I, school. I hated. I, and it's, I, it's a frustration, but now yeah. because going through and having however many thousands of hours I've done and, and just looking at it, it's like that person needs some help. And that's yeah. a time instead of being like, oh my God, like, and I'm not going to say there weren't nights where I was working in this and that, that I'm like, seriously, again, <laughs> the frustration yep. wasn't coming from this. It wasn't coming from the person needing help. It was coming from, I've worked through it. And yeah. yes, I, everybody needs help with certain things. It's not like I'm perfect by any means. Everybody has their flaws, yeah. but the frustration mm -hmm. would come from, gosh, they really need somebody to talk to. And my brain mm -hmm. would switch into that. And so knowing the difference between coaching and therapy 
I like to say that coaching is more like how we do in therapy, a solution focused thing. Hey, I'm really struggling with doing public speaking. Exactly. If there's deep seated social anxiety because you were traumatized as a child, you should see a therapist. If it's literally just, I get nervous and it's my body, then maybe a coach, right? So it Mm -hmm. depends on the nature of what you need help with. And if it's specific or like business coaching, I'm all for that. I have a business coach, there's fitness coach. I have all those things. Oh, yeah. But a lot of therapists now, because they're doing therapy and life coaching, I would personally want to see a life coach if I did that or a coach who has a therapy background. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, because I, I mean, if I'm going to trust someone with my with my like soul, yeah. then I want I want them to be trained everything. Yes. But if I want to go to someone and say, hey, I want to learn how to do this. Yes. I'm not I'm not trusting with that. I'm not going to share everything with them. I'm exactly. going to maybe share a little bit, but a little, you know, just you a little share bit. What they need to know to help you with the thing. Like you just exactly. said, a good example. I want to learn something about mm-hmm. another thing is coaching. Exactly. I want to learn something about myself or unpack some stuff within me is therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a great distinction to make because yeah. um, there's a lot, there's a lot of confusion about it. Um, and they're like, oh yeah, no, I'm not a therapist. No, 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 stop, no, stop, 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 stop. I'm yeah, not a therapist. Go see somebody. Right? Like if a client, oh yeah, well of course, told you they wanted to hurt themselves. Yeah. You don't have an obligation to yeah. call and intervene. Therapist. I think I might. I think I took a class or something, but depending yeah. on your training, but yeah. Not every coach is a, what we call a mandated reporter. So mm-hmm. again, there's so many nuances to it. But if you want to oh, learn yeah. about a skill or you want help with a business or, or fitness or whatever else, yeah, coach would be way more the thing. But if it's a if it's a deep thing or you want somebody to really like hold your mentality in their hand for a long time and the, oh, con- yeah. the confidentiality and everything, that's more of the therapy. Yeah, that's a great distinction. I'm glad I'm glad we made that because I don't think yeah. I made some uh, that clear before. Because yes. it's a it's a it's a you know it. Where does it cross? You know, like where is the actual line? Um, yeah. So I kind of want I I do we're actually we're 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 running towards the end, um, and I want to unpack a couple things more with you. I kind of want to break, um, just laugh a little bit. I want to laugh a little bit. Um, up on the screen, you can't. I mean, I. I I tried to figure out an easy way for you to see it. I'm like, I'll just read out. You know, you know your yeah. quotes. You have an amazing um, Instagram. Thank you. Um, <laughs> people can see it right now on the screen, um, on the video. If you're, if you um, watch the video format of this, um, <laughs> it's easy to watch. Just go to cwcpodcast.com. Uh, you'll see, a, you'll see the link, and the video will be right there. Um, the first one, the first one. Oh, there's so many. I had such a hard time choosing. Just I ch- ended up choosing five. Okay, that was my. I was like, I can't. I can't. Um, but this one just it made it made me laugh, especially as a guy. Uh, yeah. It was just like therapists. All right, so we typically call these things a traumatic event, not a bruh moment or a major L. And it's just for me, it's like the vernacular of like yeah. the way we casually talk about terrible things yeah. is so real. <laughs> It's, it's so, so it's just like oh yeah this it's like this thing is like oh yeah oops i was like mm-hmm. you did that was awful that was really really traumatizing <laughs> it's a big l <laughs> so i just it, and then of course uh oh, it's just so many <laughs> uh but the, it really it really does it touches touch my soul like oh yeah we do act like this wow yeah. um 
But it's also this one is besides behind every successful person is an unimpressed therapist continuing to call them out or steaming pile of BS. <laughs> I I'm constantly impressed, but there are times where I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> but it's it is true because I also I really like this one because I'm like, this is actually a good thing too, because like mm-hmm. people see successful people like, oh wow, look at them, they're so strong. I'm like, no, they probably have a therapist who's just like, oh yeah, you're worth billions of dollars. I couldn't care less. Come yeah. at me. Yeah, it's and like, I love that. that nothing to me in terms of your mental health. Like, I want to make sure you don't pay too much money. <laughs> exactly. And for me, though, I don't know about you, but I envision like an amazing anime, like featuring a therapist who just treats rich clients. Oh, um, right. That could work. Yeah, that'd be cool. And because you could like, oh. yeah, get to the core of things. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> number three, though. Is oh me I don't care IDK I'm just so anxious lol it's like oh my therapist maybe because you're justifying all your destructive behaviors as self care and don't actually try to better yourself me ah such a mystery I guess oh we'll never know <laughs> yeah such a mystery I couldn't be that and I'm like um okay <laughs> I'm sure you I'm is is that that common though like someone who's like who's like yeah all this stuff well I guess we'll never I guess we'll never know like why is this a problem yes all the time. Lack of self-awareness is usually what I, I, wow. I say two things. People are in therapy to deal with people who don't go to therapy. First of all, second of all, that's too real. You, it's too real. You are the common denominator in all of your relational interactions in the world. Yep. So there's no way that it's not at least partly you <laughs> like, Oh, I don't know. There's no way I could be at the core of my okay. behaviors. Like, come on. <laughs> And that's why I love talking to you because you have so many great quotes like that. I love that. That was the first one was a little too real, uh, but <laughs> we'll just just a tad, a little too real. <laughs> but that's true. Yeah, self awareness goes a long way. I mean, oh, yes. Yes. this should be that should be taught in schools. Mm-hmm. Um, in therapy, where I literally pay someone to listen to me talk. Do you want to talk about it? No. No. <laughs> that and that is. <laughs> I oh I bet and I and I think partly because I know I had problems talking at first when I first started doing therapy, um and I know it's mostly like an uncomfortable thing. I'm like I don't understand what to do. I don't know this is gonna help. Um I guess it's partly when your parents are paying for you too. It's a little bit different. When I'm paying for therapy, yeah. I'm like I'm getting the maximum amount every single second of my time. Oh yeah, and I'm getting everything. Yeah, oh, I have teenagers who don't talk, too. and I have teenagers who we do two-hour sessions. So it just depends. Exactly, exactly. But yeah. It, it helps that if you're paying someone to help you, then they you actually just help them. And then, of course, of course, we come to the cream of the cream. <laughs> the, or the cream of the crop, sorry. That, yeah. That's the saying, right? Yeah. Um, and it's uh, Psychology Today, personal statement, drinking oh game God, rules. Yes, this is my favorite. <laughs> you showed me this when we, when we, when we sat down yeah. last time. And I haven't every time I go to a therapist profile, this yep. is running through my head. Good. And it's so – and. It's so true because like even just like here's like, oh, I invite you, brave, support you, heal on a journey. Cognitive behavioral. That one gets me. (laughs) Your true potential. Are you tired of feeling blank? It's just and it gets to the point where they don't really mean anything anymore because they're all like they're fine. Non-judgmental environment. Well, I should hope so. Like that shouldn't have to be stated. (laughs) What? Thank you, but okay. <laughs> it's getting creative. You want to write to your ideal client. The client, yep. there's a split. Your client either wants to hear that you have the training, but they don't want to hear like, I went to school here. I did. It's like, okay, but you're my therapist. What can you do for me? 
<laughs> exactly. Well, and that's what we call that's what we call with him, right? What's in it for me? And that's yep. the most important thing. I I recently I that's been drilled into me by a couple people in my life right now. I was like, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? Like, wh- what's yeah. that statement? And I was driving by a billboard that said jobs available at this AI company. I'm like, what's in it for me? Yeah. And I was just like, we have we have like 20 feet of blank space. What's in it for me? Like, so yeah. easy to put it there. Um, and I think that's a great, you know, that's a great thing. So to kind of wrap wrap it up, um, this blue by um, <laughs> these this, these forty five minutes, um, to kind of wrap it up, I that's a great actually, that's a great thing that I didn't ex- even expect to talk about is a what it, um, a with him statement. Always yeah. a great thing. I should probably have a whole episode just me talking about it. Anyway, that's in the future. <laughs> we'll worry about that afterwards. Don't get distracted. Stay on topic. Um, and so I I want I always like leaving people. Um, with a final message, kind of like wrapping up what we've talked about, because we went in a lot of different directions, um, but kind of wrapping up what we talked about, what's your final message you'd like to leave people, and where can people find you and learn more about you? Okay. Uh, first question, the final message I would leave people is that it's okay to admit that you might need help, and being vulnerable is not a bad thing. So if you are considering being a therapist or going to therapy, uh, definitely go to therapy first prior to becoming one, but it's <laughs> not a bad thing to like ask for help. And it's definitely not a, it doesn't make you less of like a strong person to do so. Everybody needs help. And I think everybody deserves at least an hour a week to have somebody just sit objectively and not interrupt and not talk about their own life. They're entirely there for you. So I would mm-hmm. say go to therapy. Uh, people can find me I have a lot of places, but you can go to therapywithtalia.com. You can go to, I have an e-commerce store. So there's therapistboutique.com. And then my two podcasts are the Couples Guide podcast. And we're on Facebook. That's the website as well as Instagram. And the other one is Between Two Clinicians. And we're also on Facebook. That's the website URL. And we're on Instagram as well. Yeah, between two clinicians. Oops, I got that wrong in the intro. Uh, I said that wrong. Between two <laughs> clinicians. That's that's the title. Um, yes. All the links. Thank you, thank you, Talia, yes. um, so much for sharing your wisdom uh, and just fun with us. Um, I think therapy needs a little bit more of that in it. Just like or therapists. Sorry, <laughs> therapists. Both. Both. <laughs> both. Yes. Both. I agree. Um, all the links to all of your all of your podcasts, all your website, your your store will be. In the show notes at cwcpodcast.com. And if you want to go directly to this episode, just slash 117 to mm-hmm. hit directly this episode and see all the show notes there. Um, thank you so much, Talia. I'm looking forward to seeing like what you do. Um, it was it was awesome. It was so, I'm so glad we were able to meet. And okay. thank you for sharing this wisdom for you with us of course and if followers like you mentioned my instagram it's just at therapy with talia and you'll get yeah. all the memes you could ever want oh, all the memes all, all the memes. memes it's it's fabulous just yes. ah, <laughs> 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 always remember do what you love and stay on the positive side of things